Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, my name is Wade, and joined with me today is my friend, Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I am well. How are you, Wade? Dude, I'm, I've, been ex- I've been looking forward to this all week. Like, I was so bummed out that we weren't able to record. It is Friday night, uh, September 1st, and we were going to record last night, and my job schedule has been all out of whack. So I got home at like almost nine o'clock and it was just, it was not happening, which is probably for the best. I'm too old of a yeah. man. To, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bed. Like, I was going to say that. it's eight 30 and I'm pushing it. I know I'm editing this tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, guys, we had a fun week this week with Ahsoka episode three coming out uh, or that came out. Uh, tonight, we will be covering episode two and three since last week. Someone wasn't able to watch both episodes in time for the recording, so you know we just had to bump it a little bit. So if any of this sounds like repeat for those of you guys like RFB who listens to thousands of Star Wars podcasts a day, um, I apologize. Hopefully we can bring some cool insight into, into what we've seen, but mostly what we're going to be doing is just geeking out because <laughs> Ahsoka has been really, really entertaining. And uh, to any of you on Twitter who are like, you give Dave too much credit, because that comment on Twitter drove me nuts today. I'm not giving him too much credit. I just want to say, I think Dave Filoni's doing a great job. I think, you know, there there are some things, every single show and movie has room for improvement. I don't think anything is ever 100% perfect. But I think Dave's doing a great job. Like, everything I've seen on screen has been interesting, it's been fun. Every single episode, I have come away from it with two, not necessarily conflicting feelings, but A, holy crap, we got a lot of cool stuff, and B, I I can't wait for next episode. Like, that that's kind of the best way to describe it. Kevin, what do you, I mean, what do you think? I am right there with you. We both responded to the same tweet and went different directions with it. You were like, you were just like, it's okay that I like it. And I was like, it's okay that you don't like it. I like it. But what kind of Star Wars do you like? And got no response. And I think that that is because a lot of people just... Troll. Yeah, pretty much. Just because... But I think Dave's doing a great job. Some people don't like to see us happy, Kevin. That's what it is. They're out for us. Or trying to extend an olive branch. You know, I mean, everybody at this point probably knows what we think. There's more than enough Star Wars to go around. Yeah, absolutely. We don't like all of it, right? But, the, and yeah, there's some things that Dave does that I don't love. I I think there's one from episode three that we'll discuss that I think I'm probably in the minority on my opinion of it. But I'll save if that. If you're going to say the space suit, um, I'm going to be upset. We're going to fight. No, I actually... 
adored okay, that. Cool. I that was one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing. But um, it's but you're right. If if I went in with the expectation being that I'm going to love every single shot yep. and every single decision, then I would be Star Wars theory. Well, and a lot of yeah, a lot of podcasts, not all of them, but some of them that I've listened to recently have talked about and not my favorites so the couple of you guys out there like detention block and fact some of you guys like you're not included in this conversation because you guys have all been happy with ahsoka and praised it and have been doing all kinds of funny other stuff that crack me up but there have been some other podcasts that are like well it's really slow it's not answering a lot of questions um there's a lot of missing details why is ahsoka so dark and brooding and depressing versus the cheery per you know whatever all right fine we'll we'll get into that eventually but yeah you know how can you think this is slow well i think what they mean in terms of slow isn't i mean there's a lot of fast pace it's maybe slow isn't the right word is it because there's not lightsabers and dog no because we've had plenty of the entire episode We've had plenty, I, but the entire, I don't think that's there, I think it. there's a group of people out there that need constant action. I think I, I misspoke. I don't think they meant slow. I think they were, they've been upset because there are a lot of questions being left unanswered. Like there's a lot of fill in the blank situations that have been going on. Like, Oh, this character has beef with this character. Where's the backstory? Are we going to get a flashback? That's frustrating too. Though. I know. I, we're three episodes. That in. was what I was trying to say is it's like, all right, let let it all pan out. We're going to get some flashbacks pretty soon. Like, we know we're going to. We've gotten flashbacks with yeah. literally every single live-action show just about, other than, I think, Andor. What do you think people would have done back in the day when, like, if you missed something, you missed yep. it? Until, you know, you were... It, I This is old man on a hill. Maybe I'm dating myself a little bit. I'm not that old. But... Watch it, watching through the TV guide channel, see what was on, and hoping that if hoping that if you miss something, that it was going to be on the next night or a couple nights. Sometimes it would be weeks before you got it, the opportunity to see something again. Yep. This is not even, like a non-issue. Just watch the show. Yep. Just watch right? it. Let it play out. Um, it's not a movie. I get that some episodes are shorter than others and all that. Like there've been some complaints about that. And I, to me, it's like, I, I don't really care. Like I'm just excited again. I'm excited to be getting new content. I'm excited that the new content yeah. has been entertaining regardless of how good or bad you think it is. I can't, I, I don't think you can argue that it hasn't been entertaining because we haven't even gotten a filler. I episode. know that. So I, you know, I'll hop off my soapbox, but just, uh, my thing is show some patience, so show some grace. I think Dave's doing a decent, if not great job. Um, and Absolutely. we're not even halfway through the season. So STFU without <laughs> saying it, Agreed. you know, cause I, this is a family yeah. friendly <laughs> podcast. So just shut up and, and sit down and watch the show. Patience. Once the show is over, if you still hate it, fine. Go to your Twitter or your threads or Facebook or wherever you want to come. Actually, preferably Facebook because only old people who are upset <laughs> about random stuff get on yeah. there and seriously rant. Stay off of Twitter. Stay away from us. Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. We'll talk to no, you. No, I'm going to block that guy. I'll I think I'm going to block him. No, I'll talk to he you. Was, he was okay. obnoxious. Okay. 
Anyway. Not really. He didn't say anything. I was, no, but like, why, he, he why, why do you have to, I, I think it bothered me because it's like, we're sitting here enjoying something and he has to go out of his way. He doesn't even follow us. He just went out of his way to like sit there and criticize our, our, and, and it's like, all right, like if you want to have a discussion with me, that's fine. I get it. But like, we're, we're not like putting Dave on this pedestal. It was a simple, oh, do you think he, I am. well, but that, I don't think your tweet did. You know what I mean? No, it didn't. It was just saying, do you think this is making a reference to this? You know, and it. It wasn't even saying that he's great or anything. No, great. it had it nothing to do with that. And he's like, oh, you give him way too much credit. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, the guy was a fan before most of us were born. Like, shut up. What's the story of when they called him to to start with the Clone Wars? He was building, like, some Plo Koon replica. Yeah, in his garage. Like, the dude's <laughs> a Star Wars nerd, just like us. Yeah. And he he genuinely thought, when, when Lucasfilm called him, he thought they were pulling a prank. <laughs> Someone that he knew somewhere yeah. had some connections. Like, he was saying there was no absolute way they're... they're they're serious about that's this. so funny like yeah well that's why i was like he was because the guy was like oh not another one and i was like well maybe if there's so many of them it might mean he's doing a good job <sighs> yeah I, I don't know i don't usually get heated but it was just i think it was annoying i was having a rough day at work and then yeah. i saw that and i'm like dude do you just gotta like crap on everyone's fun like uh, i don't know some people do live to be like that and there's nothing you can do except try and love them but I find that hard sometimes. Next thing I know, he's going to be praising The Last Jedi. And anyway. So this week, I think, was a good week as a whole for Star Wars. Um, some fun news, which I shared on TikTok. We're getting a bunch of cool Black Series figures, which we knew we would get. Like, we knew we were going to get a bunch of these characters. Not all of them have been confirmed as Black Series figures. I think they'll come out in waves. So we've got uh, the wave. The first wave was Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hera, and I think that was it. Second wave actually has six, uh, including Hu Yang, Maroc. Uh, I think we're getting another Chopper, um, and so super, super exciting. I don't think they've sold out yet, and I'm hoping they don't sell out for a couple more weeks. You know, so some paychecks can kind of roll in. I've got a chance to do the dishes around the house and vacuum the floors and, you know, do what I earn some money, (laughs) do all of my chores so I can spend my allowance (laughs) because the Hu Yang one looks dope. I'm I'm so, so excited. You got to get that one at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I will get, I won't get all of them. I will probably get Balin at some point, uh, once we, especially if we find out more about his backstory, because I'm really interested by Balin. Balin seems like a really neat character, and I think there's a lot, lot more to him than just, you know, hand for hire, essentially. Yeah, he doesn't seem like just straight up bad guy. No, no. he's He seems to have some kind of sense of honor. Um you know, like when he when they landed on the rebel ship, I think Shin was like ready to just tear into them regardless. But Balin was like giving them a chance to live. He was like basically saying, like, this is needless. You don't have to die. I'm just here for one purpose. If you let me do my job, yep. I'm not going to kill you. 
Like, he's not a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. Uh, he is a bad guy because he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> but it's just I think there's it, a lot what more I've to seen it. of him. Yeah, it just shows the binary thinking that a lot of Star Wars fans have. Jedi versus yep. Sith. We don't have that right nope. now. We don't. Ahsoka's not a Jedi. Balin's not a Sith. We don't have Jedi versus Sith. Yep. So it's interesting to say the least. Um, but I think because they yeah. will come out with his, I believe, Black Series figure. I, I almost guarantee they will. So his is one that I want. And if Maroke is being played by Sam Witwer and that gets revert, revealed in the next episode or two, um, and it is some kind of reference to Starkiller, I'm buying Maroke. Because I want to put him next to my Starkiller I... figure. What do you think? Do you think that it is a reference to Starkiller or not? I think it very well could be. Um, you know, I, I'm not putting too much emphasis on anything with him because, you know, there there's a lot of debate going on. And really the bottom line is we just don't know. You know, we did get to hear a line from him uh, in episode three when he was in the space battle. Um, yep. And I've heard a lot of people say that sounded like Sam Witwer. I don't know if it's, you know, wishful thinking and they're like, I'm hearing it because I want to hear it or, or not, you know, so I'm not putting too much emphasis into it one way or another. I'm not going to be disappointed. I do know Dave Filoni originally had a plan for trying to introduce Starkiller in some form um, into yeah. canon. Uh, he had announced it. I don't remember when it was. It was like back in 15 or 16, I think. Um, but he said he was keeping that kind of under wrap and not really going anywhere with it, not telling anyone kind of what the plan was. So he had an idea for how to introduce him into Star Wars canon. And I think this could be a good opportunity to do it. And, you know, there are a lot of people who get upset because they're like, yeah, but it's not the star killer we knew, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, yes and no. It's not the video game character that you played where, like, the mechanics of the game were so OP. And a lot of that was really just for pure entertainment point of view, you know, as you're playing the game. Yeah. Um, but it's still the same character in a sense. Not all of the storyline will match up to what happened in the video game, you know, all that fun stuff, but it could still be pretty similar. Like there, I feel like that's the case with a lot of legends situations with a lot of legends, books, comics, you know, whatever video games. And my, my thinking on it is no, it's not going to match up perfectly with what we've read or grown to love, but that doesn't mean it can't come close or be very similar. And, I personally, like, if I latch onto a character, I'm super excited to see them regardless. Like, freaking, just the name drop of Rom Coda in Kenobi, when we were talking about the secret path and everything, and his name was up there on Arabesh, um, next to, like, Quinlan's and some of the other names that were up there. Like, to me, that's enough. Even though I'm not ever probably going to see Rom Coda in live action, or even animation, there's a very good chance I will never see him. But he was a dope Jedi in the games. And having him in canon, regardless of whether I see him or not, was enough for me. It's the right way to do it. Because 
introducing these characters and giving them screen time and a story. Dave's not going to tell somebody else a story like that, right? Like the only exception would be George. He's telling, he's still honoring George's story and honoring the characters that he made, but he's largely creating his own characters. Yes. Thrawn is an exception. I would say, I mean, he definitely, obviously we know that he worked a lot with Timothy Zahn and, tried to stay true to that character, but I think if it came down to it, Dave's going to do what Dave thinks is best, even if it might go against what we saw in Heir to the Empire or something like that. Um, So I think the best move is to give them these nods, put their name in canon so that it it shows respect, I think, because with Rom Coda, if you just see the acknowledgement, then you can be like, okay, in my head canon, what I know from Legends could still be yeah. true right so you just you acknowledge it and move yep. on absolutely i think that's the right way to do i think it. he's got two plans and this might be a far-fetched theory so you know just take it with a grain of salt or whatever but in all of the shows we've seen so far uh two of them mandalorian and book of boba fett had luke and I think he's got plans, you know, or at least Lucasfilm has plans to use Luke in Skeleton Crew. Um, if not at some point in Ahsoka. I think mostly in Skeleton Crew, though. Um, and I think Starkiller is going to show up at some point in Ahsoka. Um, because in Andor and Kenobi, we've seen references to The Force Unleashed. And it could just be that they're just trying to, you know, give little nods here and there to these characters. I mean, obviously, Luke was an appearance uh, in both shows, so it's a little bit more than a nod, which I think, you know, your your main protagonist of the uh, original trilogy should have more than just a little nod there. So an appearance is fitting. But we've gotten some stuff. I mean, in Andor, we saw Starkiller's, one of his... Uh, like outfits that you can you you can put on him in the video game. One of his outfits is at the collector's shop, and then we've got Rom Coda's name dropped in Kenobi. So, I I think they may be doing more than just you know. I think if they only did one in one show and then didn't do it again in another, I think it would be fair to say that's just a nod. That's just an acknowledgement. But since they did it in both shows, I'm willing to bet there might be a plan to introduce Starkiller, regardless of whether it's in Ahsoka or not, um, into canon, into some form. Do, do you? Th- so I have a couple thoughts on it. If, if I had to, if you made me guess right now, what do you think? I would say it's not. I, I would say that Sam Witwer may still be that. He might be Maroke, but. I, I don't think it is a reference to Starkiller or I mean, you've got Starkiller base one. That'd be kind of weird. Are they going to name the base after him? So I I think that at the very least he wouldn't go by Starkiller. Um, He'd probably go by Galen Maroke or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still possible, but I don't know. I just, to me, I think it would be a stretch and maybe, maybe a little bit forced. I do hope it's Sam Witwer, though. I want him to have but a live-action character. Here's the problem. If if you 
do it as Sam Witwer, and it's not some form of Galen Merrick Starkiller, I feel like that's going to piss more fans off than... I, I don't think Dave would do that. I really don't. I don't, I don't think Dave would do that. I don't know. I think... I feel like... I feel like if Dave wanted to do it, he would do it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't think he would want to do it. That's what I'm saying. I think if he were going to introduce Sam Witwer as a live-action character, he would want to introduce him as some form of I see that Galen argument. Merrick. That, that's what I'm getting down to. I don't, I see that I don't care if Merrick is Galen Merrick or, uh, in some form or another. I don't either. I don't really care. I think it'd be cool. I, I'm totally okay if it's a brand new character we've never seen before. But I think it would be cool. And here, and this is what I think. I think if it's Sam Witwer under the helmet, then I think it's Galen Merrick or Galen Merrick of some, in some form. I, I do. I genuinely do. Could be. I, I can't imagine. It may not be Sam Witwer at all. <clears throat> and that would be totally fine, too. No question about it. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But I, I, Me too. I think it's a cool character. I think it would be cool. To, I, I think that's a, some form of a, an Inquisitor role would make sense since he was Vader's apprentice in the video game. He was a secret apprentice. So. Yes. Yes. But I also think that that would minimize the character a bit if he was an Inquisitor. Not necessarily. And not Vader's Because you, could say, you so. could say, you know, th- there could be all kinds of backstory of Vader took this Inquisitor on. You know, he brought him in from Kashyyyk and, you know, took him on. And Yeah, how much of the story do you tell? Yeah, that, and that, that's right? what it like, comes down to. I think that's really what it is. And they may not tell anything. It may just be... I like the and mystery. And that's okay with me. You know, just again, if 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 Sam Witwer is under the helmet, I think there's no question they're trying to at least make it a connection to Starkiller. What what my ideal scenario would be: we get a reveal. It's Sam Witwer. We learn that his first name is is Galen, and that's it. We don't learn anything else about him in this show. Because that would be enough for, for it to be a clear reference. But I like the mystery. I, I, I think that there is value in not knowing everything about, a, about every character. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not getting any backstory on Marone. Cool. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But I think it would be a cool nod to have a character that was an Inquisitor working for yeah. the Empire uh, named Maroke, played by Sam Witwer. I think that would make sense. I, yeah, I think I would be just happy with a Sam Witwer live-action character. If that's all it is, I'm happy with it. Yeah, that that's that's where I'm at, too. I think he deserves it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I could see him becoming Dave's right-hand man. I don't know about that. In the future. I, you know, I think if Dave wanted to, he could take him under his... We are, we've we seen video after video of him being the second nerdiest guy in the room. Yeah, with I mean, a, that's with true. A team he, of Star he, Wars he writers. does know a lot. And he, he's definitely, like, he loves really, it. really into it. Um, so I, I guess I could kind of see that happening. I think it'll be Regardless, cool. I'm just excited to see what what unfolds. That, yeah. I think that's the bottom line. I'm just Absolutely. I'm just excited. 
Um, so anyway, all of that to say, new uh, <laughs> new Black Series figures coming out came <laughs> out. Uh, I don't remember if it was. I think it was Wednesday that they got released um, for pre order, and they should be shipped December first, delivered December fourth. Is I think what Amazon's proje- projecting. I don't know about just in time for Christmas. Yep, that's the idea. Get a whole bunch of the cool. whole bunch of the new characters. Um, let's see. I finished Clone Wars Gambit uh, Siege, the second book of the Clone Wars Gambit books this week, and it was even better than the first one. I don't know if I gave the first one a rating, but if I didn't, I would probably give it a four out of five. Second one gets a four point like two five out of five. It was really, really, okay. really good. Um, it continues the story. Did you just say two point four five out of no, five? No, four point two five. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I don't know what just happened there, but I did not hear that. I had the right numbers, but they jumbled yep, up in my that's head. That's all right. And I was about to say, that's not a high score. You're audibly dyslexic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. Um, yeah, I, it was it was fantastic. It did a really good job um, of depicting Anakin and Obi-Wan's differences as Jedi, um, but their ability to still work through that and try and understand each other's points of view. Um, and it was it was... It was really cool reading that, like, looking back, I almost wish I had read these two books right after Brotherhood, um, because Brotherhood was kind of that learning experience for both of them, you know, newly knighted Anakin, and, um, you know, so they're still trying to figure out how to interact, and now in this book, they very much know how, um, and sometimes they are at very opposite uh, ends of the spectrum in terms of how to deal with a situation or how to approach it. What's the best plan, that sort of thing. And there's a lot of grace and understanding. And like, there was a really, really good line. Um, Obi-Wan dropped in the book and essentially Anakin's trying to convince, you know, people in the book, uh, to go with this specific plan that he's come up with. And Obi-Wan doesn't quite agree with it. He likes to, he wants to go a different route. But he adheres to Anakin in the end and to his plan. And at some point, you know, they're discussing, you know, differences and stuff like that. And Obi-Wan basically drops this line where he's like, you know, so often do we call you the chosen one. But so few times do we actually give you the chance to show why we call you that. Mm, and it cool. was really, really cool to see that kind of perspective. Now, I don't think these books are canon. I think they are legends, um, which is kind of a disappointment, but they were still good. There's nothing in them, really, that conflicts all that much with Clone Wars. So for all intents and purposes, it's headcanon for me. Um, but yeah, that was that was such a cool, like for me, that was a really deep moment where I was like, yeah. whoa. Like, yeah, you guys do call him the chosen one, but you you never give him the credit or the ability to show why he's considered to be the chosen one. Like things happen in spite of him, not because yes, of him. everyone is so hard on him and you know kind of down on him, and they don't give him the the credit that he deserves. You know, he pulls off yeah. these miraculous feats, and he is probably the only Jedi who could pull off some of the stuff he pulls off. And a lot of times they don't, they don't really sit back and go, wow, he really did that. That's incredible. They say, oh, you're irrational or you're impatient or you're, you're quick to, 
jump into stuff without thinking and you need to slow down and think first. And Anakin's like, no, I just think faster than you. I can, I can think better on my feet than you can, you know, it's that kind of mentality. And so it was, it was just, that was a really, really cool line to me. Oh, it's that stuff that I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about how sad his fall is. You know, that's how oh, deep their relationship so was. It's yeah. it's awesome. It's it was so good. This book was fantastic. So, well worth it. I'm definitely going to buy the hard copies at some point for my Obi Wan collection. Uh, it was just it was so 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 good. So, uh, I do have a question of the day for you, Kevin. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. So, yeah. and this may be answered on Wikipedia or something else some other site out there, some random Star Wars nerd site, or even StarWars.com, I don't know. I did not do the research, because this is something that I just started thinking about like two weeks ago. And I was like, you know, I wonder. I wonder. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Snowtroopers, like the troopers we see on Hoth in the Empire, are they Mm -hmm. dedicated, trained winter soldiers, essentially? Or... Are they stormtroopers in different gear? What are your thoughts? And how do you apply that? I would ass- Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you answer that first. I would assume it's probably a bit of both. I think they probably went through the same basic training that all stormtroopers go through. But when they get their assignment to Hoth, they probably get some additional training on how to survive on Hoth. You think so? Yeah, I guess. You yeah. Think so. I, I think they're just stormtroopers with snowproof gear. Yeah, but they. Yeah, I would say that there's not that much training that would go into it. I don't. I don't think there's hardly the any. Over. There's just a debriefing. There would have no. To be. It would just be a debriefing. Like, hey, th- this is the climate. This is what you need to be careful of. We're assaulting the rebel base here. Uh, there are wampas yeah. out here. You know, look out. Yeah, no, I'm really not saying that anything much more than that happened, but there would have to be some additional. There would have to be some additional. But training, see, don't you think? Right? They, don't How you to... think they'd have training for like different climates in the the in basic? Like that would make sense, probably because then you know yeah. you have an elite force that's prepared for any environment right but i would think it's i would think it's more efficient to not ask everybody to memorize how to survive in all climates but tell them how to survive in all in the climate that they're going to but why, why i think that's much that? more efficient the marines because if the you're US if marines you're... for example train for everything that's what the stormtroopers are essentially supposed to be like right this is this is that's not the analogy that you think it is wade the the U.S. Marines aren't going to different planets with monsters. and You're right, but they're going to different countries and different climates, yeah. doing all kinds of other illegal And they stuff. get trained, but they get trained for those climates. They get trained for everything. Beyond. That's what I'm saying. Not, it's not a they blanket, get, though. There's no way it's a blanket. Those guys are prepared for anything. Yeah, I'm sure there's some level of it, right? But if, if somebody's going over to Afghanistan... They're going to get training specific to Afghanistan. If they're going to go to Antarctica, they're going to get specific training on Antarctica. I get it. I just, I think, 
snow troopers are stormtroopers with different gear. That's that's all I think they are. I think so too. I don't think there's anything special about them. I think they've probably just gotten specific training on the on the ride I don't over. think they even got training. I think they just got a debriefing saying, hey, this is cold, switch your gear. But you would have to learn how to make different shelters with the materials from they're, that planet. They're not making and... shelters. They've got AT-ATs. What, what do they need shelters for? They've got an AT-AT. For the same reason... For the same reason a Marine might need to know how to do that, even though they've got tanks. No, Marines just run into places. No. Yeah, they... They just run in. No, they, that's no. Yeah, that's all they do. They don't. Man, they've got a they've got a knife. Wow. And a, I and do a, not condone the views of Wade these guys are right incredible. Now. Marines are yell at him at Jedi. Plus, hit. the the snowtroopers have Vader with them. Like they don't need to know how to build a, a shelter not all the time on Hoth. They're just stormtroopers who got a debriefing. That, that's. You got to think beyond the one scene that we got in Empire Strikes Back. There's no, it's I, I not. Guarantee they it. Clearly, no. They're not stationed on Hoth. Now, I think it would be different if it were vice versa, and like the Empire, the Empire's base were stationed on Hoth, and they were there permanently, and not just in a you know assault situation where they're assaulting the planet. I think it might be different. I think they, you know, if they have to be, they plan their plan to be there long term then they get specialized training for it but if you're just going on to do an assault you're going with all of your basic training and then whatever elite training you have as a stormtrooper because they're supposed to be more elite than like the the army essentially the infantry and then they put a say put on your snow gear with thermal underwear you know and they're like yeah i'm sure for that scene that's what they did that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. The snowtroopers okay. on Hoth are just stormtroopers with thermal gear. But that's not what you... What you're saying is not what you asked. What do you mean? You didn't say... You didn't say for the assault on Hoth and Empire Strikes Back, do you think they got extra training? You just asked about snowtroopers on Hoth. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The snowtroopers on Hoth. You see... You didn't specify when. What are you talking about? That's not the only time they've ever been to Hoth. You don't know that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. To our knowledge, that is the only time they've been on Hoth, or any reason that they would have to have been on Hoth, was because the Rebels were there. That's it. And, and This is getting stupid. If we, if we, I listen, agree listen, listen, with listen, you listen. that they are probably <laughs> stormtroopers with nothing special about go, them, aside from a little bit of training on the ride over to Go Hoth. back to Solo, right? We see very specific troopers built for those that, that train with even yeah. heavier duty gear with like fur coats. You know, they've got the fox wrapped around their throat, you know, that kind of thing around their neck. Um, you know, those guys, I think, are dedicated troops who are trained for the climate because they're stationed there long term. But I don't think that's the case. And that's why we see like on Endor, we see the scout troopers are the ones that are stationed there permanently. But then they also have a bunch of stormtroopers running around. See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I my opinion hasn't changed because I've been agreeing with you the entire time. 
Kevin, I just want an, an argument that was as good as last week's. Yeah. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Don't force it, though. <laughs> Don't force it. Um, let's see. The other thing, so something else that's been coming up lately that has been kind of controversial to some, not so much to others. Uh, there's been a lot of debate on whether in the Star Wars universe can anyone potentially be a Jedi or is there something special about being a Jedi, you know, and there have been a lot of, uh, a lot of analogies and comparisons and essentially, you know, people start talking about like midichlorian count and does that determine whether you can be a Jedi or not? Yada, yada, yada. And then there's also been like Kanan talking about, you know, everyone has the force within them, you know, like in, in that situation, Sabine is just blocked off to the force because she's so, tightly wound I think is the wording that he used um as a Mandalorian and so what are what are your thoughts do you think anyone can be a Jedi potentially or do you think it takes a specific you know status or talent I I mean this is one of my favorite things that they're covering with Ahsoka I don't think that anybody can be a Jedi um for a couple of reasons, and I think we have evidence for it across different eras of Star Wars. You have um, Yoda refusing to, to train Luke, which to me strongly implies that there have been people that Yoda did not deem worthy or able to be Jedi. But why? I think that... I've, I'm sure there are a number of reasons. For Luke specifically, it had nothing to do with his ability with the force, obviously it was himself. Right. Um, but I think Hu Yang gave us enough information in episode two. I don't remember the exact line, but it was something along the lines of, of everybody that I trained, you have the least force ability. You have the least aptitude. And I believe, yeah, yeah. I think he made a comment to Ahsoka in the cockpit about how she doesn't like, she wouldn't be accepted. She doesn't, she, she doesn't have enough to be a Jedi. It was the scene when they're, when he's like, when, when Hu Yang's talking about how the, the standards of the Jedi thrived for thousands of years or whatever it was. Um, So I think that that is enough, even though he doesn't directly say, no, she cannot be a Jedi. She would be rejected. She's not strong enough in the Force. I think it's a strong enough implication that not everybody can be a Jedi. But I also like that it's not black and white. Like, Hu Yang understands that she still has an aptitude and could... She could train, right? Like, his line about her being her biggest roadblock is great. Right. Because he understands that, Hey, you might not, you might not cut it as a Jedi, but that doesn't mean you're useless. You could still work really hard and become powerful and be able to at least use the force, maybe not be able to harness it the way a Jedi can, but you could use it and you could be dangerous. So I don't think that just anybody can be a Jedi, but I think that what Ahsoka the show is showing us, is that being a Jedi isn't the end-all be-all, right? Like, that's not the 
that's not the only way that you can be a, a warrior or be valuable in a right. fight. See, this has what do you this has made me think that the Jedi are a bunch of pompous a holes. It took you this long to realize that? <laughs> like, yeah, because I've always been like rose-colored glasses with the Jedi. And that's just me being honest. I've, I've always been like, you know, outside of Mace. Mace has always been kind of a, a jerk. But that's just Mace's character. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I realize like, and, and granted, they could be writing this differently. Now, Lucas himself has said, you know, the Force resides within everyone. And so, you know, to an extent, I think there's this idea that, you know, it's, and it's, it's kind of not a great analogy, but I've heard it put this way, um, you know, with sports talent, you know, some people have a natural affinity for sports and that's what makes them great. But then some people don't, and they're still able to discipline themselves enough and work hard enough Mm -hmm. to be a good you know, ball player. And so I, I think that's what they're trying to get at is no, you, you know, you have some people who have, you know, the higher midichlorian count, they show a natural affinity for using the force and that's what attracts the Jedi order to them. But I think there's a much wider span of people who could have been Jedi or, you know, force wielders um, given the training of the Jedi order. And just weren't given the opportunity to or the chance to. That's what makes me upset. Because they're basically looking for people with talent to bring into the order. Not necessarily people who could be really, really good after disciplining and training themselves. Yeah. Well, I don't think that 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 necessarily is is bad either. I I think it is if you're trying to build an all-inclusive army of warriors but that's not what the jedi are trying to do they they're trying to be the best of the best so why waste your time and and devote as many resources as you would need to bring some of these lower m count people up that you won't be the best of the best at that point right because you're using resources to elevate people that don't really have as high a ceiling as you know that you need, but you don't know if right? they if they don't have as high of a ceiling. Just because their midichlorian yes, count isn't as high, you know, someone who has natural talent but no discipline could be a very poor Jedi. Right, but that's where the ceiling comes into play. If you have a lower M count, you don't have as high a ceiling, so you kind of know where you're capped off there. So. Yes, the discipline matters. That's how you get somebody like an Obi-Wan, right? Like everybody, it's it's well known that he wasn't the most naturally gifted, but he worked his ass off um, and became one of the greatest Jedi ever. But if he didn't have, he still had a high enough midichlorian count, right? Like I, I think that that is implied, at least by what we're learning in Ahsoka. In order to be a Jedi, you would you ha- you, you have to meet a baseline. Yeah, but think about... And it's, Think about how many places and situations, even if people who couldn't be full-fledged Jedis, think about how much better off different worlds could be, you know, just if we were to just take one aspect of the Force, like Force healing, right? If we were to just take that and say, okay, 
let's teach everyone a little bit about force healing. You know, anyone who, who wants to learn. Think about how much better the galaxy would be if you had a bunch of people. Like, wouldn't that serve the galaxy better? Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm but that's saying. that's not what the Jedi no, are. The Jedi are that. But that's not what the yeah, Jedi they're, are. Yeah, they're servants. No, they're, they're servants of the Republic. They are there to serve the people. That's their whole mission. Servants of the Republic is why they stopped existing. They should have never become servants of the Republic. Then what were they supposed to be? Jedi. They're, what? But what are Jedi? What? What? What is the point of being a Jedi if there is no purpose behind it? Just so you can wield a lightsaber and use the Force? Like, that's it? Keepers of the peace. Okay, but what is keeping peace? It's serving people. It's Yeah, I agree that's, with that. It's not serving one single institution, the Republic. I, okay, I, I see what you're saying there, and I, I get that, but I'm saying that's that's what they are. Regardless of whether they're serving the Republic or not, their their goal should be to serve people, right? Sure. So wouldn't it better, e- e- even if we just took it to the Republic, I'm saying wouldn't it have bettered the Republic? It depends, because you have to get into resource. It's not unlimited resources. You can't devote a thousand Jedi to teaching the people on Kashyyyk about force healing. You only have, you only have a certain amount of resources to serve the entire galaxy or wherever. I mean, you can probably devote some resources to it. Right. And I think that that would be a good thing to do. That's what I'm saying. But if you're going, but you also want them to train up people with like, you want them to do all of it. wouldn't work. I, I think they could make it work. You want them to do everything. We're talking about like thousands a, of Jedi. It they could make some of it work, but then it's a, it, you only have a certain amount of. You bandwidth. can't tell me that we couldn't have like a Jedi Order Community College sitting next to the Jedi <laughs> Temple. I mean, come on, we could have you know a little. That's a, not a what little the Jedi. A are, little. Though community center of the Jedi to teach the Jedi baking classes and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, come on. We could, there is... That's not what the Jedi are. But I'm saying, why wouldn't they be? That would why be, wouldn't you want to serve people better by helping them serve each other? Because you still have to be warriors. You still have to learn how to protect the galaxy. Which you can do. I'm not saying you can't do that. But I'm saying, like, that's not all the Jedi are. But they're not everything. I what what I'm hearing from you is that they they need to be doing everything, if because it's positive. To, but that's not. They're an exclusive group, and they they don't apologize for that. But they also, to my knowledge, are not going around, you know, knocking people on the head saying, "Ha ha," you know, "I'm a Jedi." You're not. No, they're not. But I just I feel like there could have been some more inclusivity. I just feel like some people got gypped out of a chance. They should have at least taken applications. Like <laughs> I feel like I think I'm Maybe taking I'm gypped. taking my my frustrations of not being a Jedi and knowing the Jedi don't exist. I'm taking my frustrations out on it because I know I would probably be one of those who wasn't super high M count and I would you're trying. You're lowering the standards so that more people can get I, no, in. No, no, no. I'm not. But that, but that. I'm not talking about them becoming full fledged Jedi. I'm saying to get force training. 
But it's already, I mean, think about how hard it is to train a Jedi. It's you're training them from a child up and they need guidance. It's a one-to-one ratio. It would have been better if all of those Jedi still had their parents and they didn't do all this detachment crap. I actually agree with them doing that. I don't. Because you, you can't, that's part of why Anakin fell. Is he had these attachments. But I feel like you can have attachments if you can. I, I I just, I struggle with that. No, I get it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Anakin loved selfishly, which is why he fell. Yes. Obi-Wan loved selflessly, which is why he was able to do it and not fall. Yes. I agree with that. But I think as a whole... You shouldn't you shouldn't have attachments, but I I also it's why Qui Gon is such a great Jedi. He wasn't so binary, right? There was room for everything under the sun in its proper place. But when you get this is part of why I I've been clear that I think Yoda is really to blame for the the Jedi falling. When you get too big and black and white, you're going to lose people. People are going to not buy into it anymore because it's like this goes against my natural instincts. Yeah. You're asking me to do something that is against my nature because you're afraid of the dark side. Yeah. You're afraid of what's going to happen. If I know, if I study whatever force lightning, I don't know. That's why I blame Yoda. So I, I agree with you that the Jedi became too rigid, maybe a bit too exclusive and, and they lost their focus. But I, but I do think that, you do need to have the stand, but to bring it back around home, I think that you do have to have a standard to get in. I think that sucks. You can't just have anybody in, Wade, and I'm sorry to say you will never be a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kevin. Just ruined my night. All right, well, podcast over. But Good you night, can, guys. But what we're learning, what we are learning is that it doesn't matter. Just because you can't be a Jedi doesn't mean you can't still work your butt off and fight alongside Jedi That's, or former that Jedi. That sucks. <laughs> that really, really sucks. No, it doesn't. Yes. Sabine, you know Sabine is going to get such a glow up at the end of this show. She's going to turn into such a cool character. She's already a cool character, but she's going to turn into uh, the most badass. She's going to... I mean, she's going to win, right? Like, the, I, the, the good guy's going to win. I think she's going to overcome the Force and, and start using it. Yeah, but she's never going to be able to use it the way Ahsoka can use I don't, it. I think it's because of her Mandalorian upbringing that she has such a hard... I don't think so. I do. I, I think that's what it I is. I think that that might be part of it, but that's not why she can't use the Force. I think she can use the Force. That's what I'm saying. I think... I think she can use it about as much as um, Chirrut can use it, right? Which is still really great, but even him, he's never going to be able to use it the way that a Jedi can use it. I don't know. I but he can like, still use it and do cool things. I feel like he's doing better than the Jedi if he's able to defeat, like, 20 Stormtroopers. You can make that argument. Blind guy. That's the Force working You can make him. that argument. You can make that argument but it's still using it differently and not as powerfully as it like, he's not going to be picking up an X wing. 
I just, I think Sabine can be a Jedi, and I think I can be a Jedi. And that's it. <laughs> that's okay. the end. <laughs> well, I made my case. No, that was some good discourse. You made some good points. I'm just upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that aside, now that we got all that off my chest, I don't feel better, but I'm accepting where we're at. <laughs> okay. That's that's a very important step. <laughs> Acceptance. <laughs> Yes. All right. Uh, so diving in, Ahsoka episode two, uh, anything that stood out to you? We're not going to be going through and doing like a whole summary of these because a lot of the other podcasts are doing that and that takes up so much time. We're just going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, hour, I know. <laughs> we're gonna, we're just, that's just because we like to get at each other's well, throats. I mean, we've already talked, I've already talked about some of the things that I enjoyed. The, um, Everything to do with Hu Yang oh, yeah. and, and him talking to Sabine, him talking to Ahsoka about Sabine. The best line in stuff. episode two from Hu Yang. Well, it, it's a toss up for me. Um, the first one where they're like looking at, you know, they're trying to decide what they're going to do about the droid's brain and everything. And they're trying to decide whether they should do it there or not. And Hu Yang's like, yeah, I think we should relocate and do this somewhere else. And Hera's like, I say do it now. And he looks and goes, you're a hologram. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> I died so hard when I heard, like, I, and then yeah, that was his other good line was obviously, like, I have trained, you know, however many Jedi, and it is safe to say you have the lowest aptitude for the Force. I think that was a great line, because he's just so straightforward. Yeah. There's no sugarcoating. I mean, he is all business. But then he turns it and makes it like a deep moment. And oh, he said, like That's a funny does. insult and everything. But then he's like, but that's not why you fail. Yeah. And he's, you know, she's like, well, I better not waste any more of Ahsoka's time. And he points out and says, the only time you're wasting is your own. And it's like, yeah. whoa, he insulted you and made it's you so learn. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hu Yang's awesome. Dude, I, I hope he this is. droid survives all of this because he is by far the best. One person did ask mm -hmm. recently, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Why isn't Hu Yang with Luke rebuilding the Jedi Order? I'm sure we'll find out how he how he ended up with Ahsoka. Because that, I, and I do find that fascinating to think about. Um, because he may have no idea that Luke exists. He probably knows that Luke might exist, but he doesn't. I don't think he would have any idea. Why would he know what's going on? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm just saying. You know, and that's that's possible. It, it may be one of those, you know, Ahsoka came across him and they ended up together and they don't know. Um, although I think this is happening after. Like Book of Boba Fett, isn't it in the timeline? Um, it, I mean, it's at least happening after Return of the Jedi. So he probably has an understanding. Well, no, I'm saying who Luke I is. know it's I mean, it's definitely happening after Mandalorian. Like after season two of Mandalorian. Is it? Yeah, it would have to be. Because in season two of Mandalorian, that's when Ahsoka is hunting down Morgan Elsbeth. And if we, if, oh. we, if we timeline everything up, Mandalorian yeah. drops off Grogu with Luke while Ahsoka's there. So I'm assuming Ahsoka's consulting Luke, potentially. Yeah, I mean, these are questions that I think they'll have to answer. I think that they definitely need to answer how so, 
they came together. Well, not, that one doesn't bother me as much as why isn't Hu Yang, you know, this strict, stringent droid. I think that'll give us the answer, though. Maybe. Like, he, he must... He must feel some sort of connection to Ahsoka or feel like he owes her some sort of debt. Or the other thing I could think of is maybe Luke is not adhering to the old Jedi Order rules and regulations as strictly as Hu Yang might mm-hmm. agree with. But neither is Ahsoka for that matter. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka's trying to train yeah, someone. Yeah, but she doesn't claim. But she's not building a new Jedi Order. Yeah, that's like, true. She's not claiming to be. I, I don't know. Jedi. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting, and I think it's definitely a question they're going to have to answer at some point. I mean, they don't have to, but they should. I think they will. I mean, but I, I don't know. I feel like Hu Yang would still do it. Like, if, if Luke wasn't following everything the way that Hu Yang would want him to, I think that he would still do it. Probably. Because he seems like he seems like he'd be like, all right, well, this is the best it's going to get, so I can I might as well do what I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I could see, I could see that how they came together. I could see that being something that gets answered in like a comic, but how, like why he's not with Luke. Yeah, I, I, I think feel like that'll that be show. Get answered in the show. Or he gets dropped off with Luke at some point. I like him with Ahsoka though. I do too. Well, I just want to see him. So I don't care who he's with. If he gets <laughs> dropped off with Luke and then it ties into skeleton crew and we get to see him fine. If, he stays with Ahsoka and I get to see him fine. I don't care. I just want to yeah. see Hu Yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get um, it. I get it. Let's see what else stood out. Oh, Morgan's uh Dathomirian witch. Yeah, that so was that's cool. Sweet. Super happy about that. What a cool yeah, what a cool character. Did you notice when she opened like I, I, when she opened the map just how many different galaxies there were to potentially visit? Because she was like, yeah, yep. ours is this one right here around the sphere. And then obviously the line draws to, I, I, I guess, is Peridia the name of the other galaxy or the planet where Thrawn is? It just says pathway. They just talk about it being the pathway to Peridia. So I didn't know if it was another galaxy altogether. If it's, I have no idea. When wasn't she like, you can't call it that? I don't know if she said. I think she pushed back. Well, I think she pushed back when Balin said this was a fairy tale that the Jedi used to talk about as younglings. I thought she was like, only a few people can call it that or something. I thought she said only a few people call it that or something like that. Maybe. I think that's what yeah, it was. Maybe, maybe I, think right. it, I think that she was saying some people call it that as in it's got, a, it's got many names to different cultures yeah. essentially. Um, but so I thought that was cool. Um, I, I loved everything on Corellia. Corellia was dope. every second. I really, especially it. Chopper. <laughs> yeah. I learned something about Chopper that I never knew just from talking to one of my friends about it. I didn't know that. Like, if you listen closely, you can kind of understand what he's uh-huh. saying. I never knew yep. that. I thought it was just Dave doing gibberish. It's really cool because when you like watch it with the subtitles, it totally makes sense. Like yeah. I watch everything with subtitles, and because also you get some extra info info sometimes. Um, but yeah, when when you see the words that he, Chop is speaking, 
it goes along with the noises yeah. being made. And it's like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to learn to speak chop. Yeah, I never knew that. I thought it, I thought that was such a – and it, it adds a layer to watching through Rebels too. Yep. Just something else to look out for. Um, I thought – let's see. My favorite thing about the whole Corellia, any of it, is Chop telling Hera to shoot the engine down. And she's like, no, I can't. It's going to kill everyone in the city. Like, <laughs> no, I can't do that, Chop. That's like our, our, yeah, I, our classic murder bot strikes again. <laughs> I thought I laughed out loud when he was like, did you go through my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> did you check under the backup battery? And yeah. he goes, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There. And then how him like how they do it is just chopped throwing the throwing the tracker that's it nothing nothing special yep. about it he's just throwing it on they have done such a good job transitioning these characters from animation to live action Hera, i think has yep. been perfect chopper obviously has been incredible uh hu yang's yep. spot on sabine's been great the only difference that i'm seeing is ahsoka ahsoka's not the bright even in rebels she was more enthusiastic bright someone was commenting on that the other day and i thought yeah you know what she is kind of more broody more like not as as expressive as she was and part of me wonders like you know are we going to get some backstory on that is it going to be related to because we never really saw much of ahsoka after she was pulled into the world between worlds by ezra like after that the last yeah like what did she yeah see? that that's what i'm wondering i'm wondering if something there changed her you know because a lot of i do go ahead i do think that some of it though is just that it's a live action character played by a different person yeah and i like how expressive she was in the animated shows i don't think it's reasonable to expect that a real person could do. I don't that. know. In Rebels, I think it would be because the Rebels Ahsoka was toned down a bit from Clone Wars in terms of expressiveness. She was mature. She was still smiling yeah. and like hugging and still, you know, being happy. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant like literally the expression. No, 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 no. No, I mean just, you know, the way she interacts with people is so different in this than it was and so i'm wondering you know some people are like well she's gotten a lot older she's seen stuff she's lost people and it's like well yeah i I think that could be part of it but i i'm really intrigued because i think it has something to do with the world between worlds i think that's likely i mean we are i think we already know that we're going to get some of that stuff and to the argument that she's lost people i don't really think it holds a lot of weight because how many people could she lose that hurt more than anakin well, and we already saw her after that. I, I agree with that to an extent, but it's not a matter of like, you know, losing the most important person to you. It's, you know, when I look at it, my wife is the closest person to me. And if I lost her, yeah, I'd be devastated, but I still have friends around me that care about me and that sort of thing. But if I lose half of those friends as well, that's going to make it even harder. You know what I'm saying? And it... I, yeah, but how does that apply to Ahsoka? I don't know. I, Ahsoka's a does person. She those She's got feelings. Yeah, but but she when she left the Jedi Order, she had nobody. 
True. That is true. So she wouldn't have that group of friends she, that you might have. But she or... knew she always had that to fall back on. What she was, what she needed was that time to to figure stuff out for herself. And while she was doing that, she ended up making new friends in the process, and then getting called back, essentially to help out with the five hundred first on Mandalore, where she reconnected with Anakin and Obi Wan. So she always had that to fall back on. You know, at that point, she never that would point, have all the way though. I, I understand that, but I'm saying at that point she hadn't really lost them in the sense that you know she still had them available if she needed them you know no i i get that i'm talking about in rebels when we when we like when we're finished with her in rebels she has fully lost that she's got rex and she was okay yeah that's true and rex is a big part of that i mean yeah that's that's true i think that's a that's a fair point to but do you think losing him would be what sends her over the edge into the Ahsoka that we have right now? I don't know. I just I would like to see the question answered at some point. I agree. That, that's I, that's. But I'm I, not complaining but, uh, about my, it. All I'm saying right now is in agreement with why I think that you're right. That we'll get it. It's the it's the world between worlds. Yeah. I don't think that anything else makes as much sense. I think that's gonna be because she also basically had to like. I think there was a whole bunch of stuff that went into that. Because, I mean, we were led to believe that essentially she died fighting Vader. Right? At the end Mm -hmm. of season, was it season two or season three of Rebels? I can't remember. I think it's the end of season two. But we're led to believe she's dead. And so, you know, is that a situation where she she was supposed to die and then, you know, was brought back because Ezra pulled her out. Was it a matter of, um, you know, she never really died because later on in the future, and that's where you're going to get into all the timey wimey stuff, you know, space and time. And so I, I, I yeah. think, I really do think it's going to have something to do with the world between worlds. I agree. So, but we'll see. You know, it may not ever be answered, but I think Dave's got a plan. I, I am going to put him on a pedestal because I think he, he absolutely has a plan. The guy seems to have always yeah, got a plan. Yeah, I, I, I have no, no lack of faith in his ability to explain stuff. If that makes sense. Agreed. Um, let's see anything else from episode two that stood out. I, I have Scion, uh, and I made this note back when I first watched the episode. Looks like a giant hyperdrive ring. Oh, yeah. That's pretty clear at this point, isn't it? Maybe that's episode well, three. <clears throat> Why would they need a giant hyperdrive ring, though? To get to another galaxy. More importantly, why would they need another hyperdrive ring? Uh, like a giant hyperdrive ring. That's the only thing I thought of was that it's going to help them get to Thrawn. I think it has a huge part. Part of it is going to be to bring back Thrawn in the Chimera. Okay. That's just why I was thinking. I I think, I think they're going to take, they're going to try and bring the Star Destroyer back. 
Really? Yeah. That's what the Chimera is. Why? I don't know. But as of right now, I don't know how many Star Destroyers are out there or left. So, I mean, it would be good to have some heavy-duty hardware. And that's Thrawn's ship. Like, that's Thrawn's baby. That's what he commanded, you know, through pretty much all of the, you know, the EU books. And he was given it in the in the canon trilogy. So I think this is his ship. It just makes sense. You got to bring the chimera back. Yeah, we'll see. I guess I didn't think of that. I just assumed it was how they were going to get to him. Yeah, it's definitely how they're going to get to him. But I mean, they could have theoretically built a ship with those hyperdrive engines in a different format. If they were just trying to get to him and and bring him back. Why would you have the, just this yeah. giant ring unless there was a purpose for it to surround? Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm thinking. I think they need another Star Destroyer, which would be awesome to see. Um, let's see. Uh, the only other thing that stood out to me, um, when Morgan Elsbeth tells Balin she wants Ahsoka killed, and Balin says, uh, to kill to kill her would be a shame. There are so few Jedi left. And she goes, sentimental? And he goes, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think there's yeah. so much more to him. Um, and I, I'm really, really, really excited to see some of that unravel. That's what I Me really too. want. So. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that line, too. And it's part of it's part of why it's like, well, this guy clearly is not just straight bad guy. All bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's sitting there thinking about it. It's not just, a, OK, yeah, we can kill her. It's a, right. Really? Are you sure? Is there need for that? Right. Which is awesome. I just I absolutely versus Morgan, who you can tell is clear baddie because she's like. Yeah, kill her. Even though Ahsoka didn't kill her, she's like, yeah, I need you guys to kill her. So. Yeah. That's pretty much all of episode two for me. Do you have anything to add from that episode? Not really from episode two. Um, Again, everything about Corellia. I mean, I want as much Corellia, live action Corellia as we can get. I think it's a, just a cool planet. I love the idea of um, Empire sympathizers and how Hera like bullied him. Yeah. <laughs> into, like Maybe we can make this into a more formal inspection. Yeah. Uh, and he was like <clears throat> he, he kind of gave off um, Major Domo vibes. Like, oh, let's do it. Sorry. You know, the, the I love the politics at play, um, which is an excellent segue into episode three, because one of my favorite things about episode three were the politics. I hated it. Um, I, hate politics. <laughs> I, I love it. I love seeing it because I think it's George always said that this stuff was an analogy to for the, the real world. Yeah. And I totally see it with some of this stuff. You have somebody like like Mon Mothma who. Um, great leader, right? Always been a great leader. Helped get the rebels where they 
where they were so that they weren't the rebels anymore. They became the, the new Republic. And now that they've got the power, right, they took out the empire. She's got to deal with all this political stuff that, yeah. And it's, I loved, I loved Hera putting, I don't remember the guy's name, but one of the senators putting him in his place, like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you fight? Like he, I, he's like, I don't understand why you're still going after this. And she's like, I'm sorry. Did you fight in yeah. the war? And Just he had nothing to say. I thought that was so time. good. Well, do you know who that character is? No, I don't. I Have mean, you I seen the rise. I know it's uh, not rise. Of that's what I was about to say. I know that it's tied to the, to yeah, resistance. it's resistance. It's uh Kaz's who's the main character. It's his dad. I did see a. I did see it on Twitter this week that like maybe that's maybe that's why he's with the resistance. He's a yeah because of that. He scene. was a prick in the resistance too. Was yeah, he? He was a total prick. <laughs> I never watched that one. Yeah, it's not worth it. You, you're not missing much. I've seen mixed things, but mostly not yeah, good. It's okay. I mean, I think it's still worth watching just to have it in your head like so you know what happens in it but yeah it's not a lot of significant stuff that happens in that show it's nowhere near clone wars or um what's the other one rebels Rebels or bad batch or anything like that so you know it's definitely more like high republic era disney junior almost show in terms of quality gotcha Uh, let's see what else from episode three uh we got ahsoka's spacesuit which makes her look like a Super Saiyan, which is super exciting. Everything about that was cool. It was, it was such a cool the scene. The whole scene. Every, <laughs> it yeah. was so dope. And then she's like, are you going to leave me out yeah, here? Yeah, it's like, uh, my turn next, right? I think, yeah. you know, she, that was that was classic. Cla- well, we've yeah. seen her in a spacesuit before, which was cool to see that yeah. brought into live action. Um, I liked seeing Hu Yang using his forearms training Sabine. I thought that was dope to see the other almost Grievous esque arm set up. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, we got the blast shield in front of Sabine's eyes, just like Luke. Um, so some parallels there to a new hope. Uh, we got to see some A wings flying around, which was fun. Um, Jason Sindula showed up. Yep. Which was awesome. And they did a good job again. He looks a lot like. He did at the very end of Rebels. I think they did a great job with that. I would like to see more of him. I don't think Hera's going to let him train to be a Jedi at any point. Why? Because I think she's already lost so much. She wants to keep him close. Yeah. Yeah, but Hera will do what she needs to do. Yeah, I mean... Like, if she feels like like that's what... That's the question. That's right. She has to answer that. And it, but if she does feel like it, then she, I think she would let him. I don't know if I would, if I were in her position, but that's just me. Unfortunately, we know what happens if he does. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Part of me wants to go, no, no, don't do it, Hera. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was cool. Uh, let's see. For a second, I, I, I laughed at myself because I know this is stupid, but when Ahsoka, <laughs> this is really dumb, when Ahsoka, or uh, not Ahsoka, Sabine was sitting there in the room by herself and she reaches her hand out to the mug, I almost went, oh, she's going to shoot force lightning. She's going to shoot force lightning like Ray. 
what <laughs> you know when she like reaches out to try and like pull the ship and all of a sudden force lightning shocks her and she's like whoa what i think you... i was like oh that would be so funny <laughs> i think you are the only person in the world I am. that thought that i am well i didn't really think it was gonna happen but i was like oh that would be so hilarious if that were to happen, would have been it would have been awesome. Like she, she's struggling to connect with the force and she gets angry. So it's straight up force lightning. I think that would, that would have been perfect. Um, yeah, that would have been. So that was cool. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. We got the starfire fighter battle. Um, apparently Morgan Elsbeth's got some other henchmen and now they are going to be hunting down Ahsoka and Sabine since their shuttle crashed on the planet. I can't believe you're forgetting to mention the Purgle. I didn't. It's written right here. I just haven't you're gotten just, to the note yet. You just said I think that's everything. I was getting to it. But you I said, said I think, that's, I think that's about it. But yeah, I'm reading that's that means... I'm reading through it as I'm saying that to make sure I covered everything. Well, everybody, we got Purgle. We got Purgle. Cool. And they looked great. They looked awesome. They were they were really cool. Uh, we did get a smile out of Shin. We got a very why is that significant? We got a very well because she just hasn't really shown much emotion. She's just been very straight faced. She reminds me of Billie Eilish in that regard. Really? Yeah, I don't think she shows a lot of emotion. She's just kind of you know wide eyed, never blinks, just kind of straight creepy. I, I don't know. She, but we did get a little smile from her when she shot the ship. Mm. So that was kind of, or it was either when she shot the ship or when she she had that little comeback for Morgan Elsbeth when she was like, "Well, you almost got him." Yeah, that would make sense. But we did see a little bit of emotion from her. So, and then also, of course, my favorite line. I'm going to pick a favorite line from each episode with Hu Yang. And my favorite line, this one, um, someone, it was between Sabine, uh, Ahsoka, and Hu Yang. And Hu Yang's basically asking what happened. One of them says, almost died. And one of them says, multiple times. And he goes, ah, yes, standard operating procedures. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the the -the run-of-the-mill day for Hu Yang. So, super awesome. Great episode. A lot of fun. Um, it was a shorter episode, so there wasn't as much going on. Um, we got a lot of space battle, which is always fun. Anytime you get starfighters blasting at each other, it was it's it's a good day. So I don't really have anything. Yeah, it was a good episode. Else about that, we're looking forward to episode four. Um, hopefully next week, Kevin and I are able to coordinate our schedules. I am going out of town for five days to the beach. My grandparents are flying in, so we're getting a beach house and. It's going to be fun. It'll be nice to to get away. I have to work two days next week because we got Labor Day off. Tuesday and Wednesday I work, and then Thursday we go to the beach. So I'm staying at the beach house the whole time. I'm bringing my Xbox and staying at the beach house. Everyone else can go enjoy the water. That's fine. Yeah, take a vacation. Do what you want to do. So other than that, guys, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We've been getting a lot of uh, traffic on TikTok lately, which has been kind of cool. All of those are records of the Republic. Um, You can also reach out to us through Gmail. We've got records of the Republic 
at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Uh, RFB, we did get your email. Uh, we just did not have enough time to put it in. <laughs> we had too much to talk about. As of right now, we're sitting at about almost an hour and a half on this episode, which might be our new record. Um, so we will try and squeeze that in next next week. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. As always, may the force be with you. And remember, 